mean, you've been putting in work for so long. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode one of Putting In Work. I'm Johnny Peck, and this is a new show where I talk to people every week about working towards creating something of real meaning in this crazy world. So I'm not sure I'll ever be able to top my first guest, but anyways, we're starting with Kind of Funny's very own Greg Miller. He's a former IGN PlayStation editor and just a huge personality on the internet, uh, especially in the world of video games and pop culture. He's hosted panels at Comic-Con, E3, Rooster Teeth Expo, which is actually where I met him just on the weekend, gone after years of following him. Uh, from IGN over to Kind of Funny, where he's making hilarious YouTube videos and podcasts every week, but also building an unparalleled community of awesome people who I also had a chance to meet at Rooster Teeth in Sydney. So the day before this interview, I want to tell a little story about Greg and Kind of Funny co-founder Tim Geddes crushing a meeting of about 50 Kind of Funny fans. They just walked in, everyone went nuts, and we couldn't believe it. So they joined us for dinner, they paid for every single meal, but nothing surprised me more than meeting Greg and he knew me by name, just from Twitter interactions over the years and just recognizing my profile picture. And I think it's this sense of community that keeps people coming back, thousands of people all over the world for Greg and his friends, antics, analysis, and shenanigans. So here's Craig Miller. Enjoy the show. Feels great. You kidding me? No, it's awesome. This is the... For us, this is such a big deal to get here. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, I think Australia and the UK have been on the list forever. Uh, the fact that we're well aware how big the fan base is here, how many best friends we have here. So to finally get over here and meet all you, it's great. And you speak the same language, which is perfect. Yeah, that always helps. Yeah, not having to. Have I'll it. tell you, these Montreal people, the French yak yak yakking up there. I'm like, I got no time. Video Kajimas with their mm-hmm. translators. And... Kajima, I know you understand it. Just speak English back. Yeah. Do you think you could interview him on a stage without a translator, and it would be just as like it would be better for the audience? Is that just one of his oh. things that he needs? I. It's something I didn't understand really uh, for a long time. I think we all were hung up on. Oh, it's a, it's a you know. Um, a respect thing, an honor thing, you know what I mean? Like, the, you worry that a Japanese speaker, uh, they feel like their English isn't good enough. But sure. for me, actually, dating Jen now, who's a native French speaker, um, the fact that she thinks better in French, I think, is what's more important. Because it, it is that thing of trying to, you, anytime I've speak, you know, terribly spoken a foreign language, it is that thing of your wheels are turning and you know what you're trying to say, but you can't. And I think yeah. to get into something as detailed as game development or game design, that's sure. a pain in the ass. Sure. So, um, my, this is the first episode of my new podcast. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. The Put, inaugural episode. It is. Putting in work. Putting in work. All right. No, I so, it. I want to talk to creative people about uh, the hard work they've done to create something that they're sure. you know, proud of and something that has a real meaning to them. So, obviously, you've done so much with Kind of Funny. You've created a company from scratch. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you've created a, an amazing community that's really unlike anything that I've ever seen on the internet. Thank so, you. Um, thank you for being part of it. Well, thank you for allowing that. Uh, so I just want to know, like, for you, working at IGN, it was a huge demand on you. Sure. How was it that you were able to uh, motivate yourself to put in that extra work to try something that you had never mm. done before? I mean, for me, I needed an outlet. That was the main thing. You know what I mean? I, I always talk about it that uh, shortly after launching up at noon, I found myself, like, I need to do something for myself. I need to do a project that's mine. Because IGN's great, and I love IGN, and I loved it then, too. But, you know, you're creating something for the brand of IGN and that means that there's a million different gatekeepers and people who are your bosses or collaborators or anybody who puts in their opinions on the project which then slow it down change it make the thumbnail look different 
And so originally, you know, I started trying to write a bit. I was trying to write a comic. I, was, I wrote a children's manuscript. I did all these different things that I was like, huh, like, I need to do something for myself, but I couldn't figure out what it was, and I wasn't necessarily off into the races enjoying those ideas. And then we went to VidCon. I went to VidCon that first time, and I came back, and Con always says, I came back. I left really, like, this is a stupid thing I have to go to for IGN, and then I came back, Con always says, like, a, come to Jesus. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I came in like the apostles with the Holy Ghost above their head. Like, I had seen the Word of God, and I was here to preach it now, and we were off there. So what was the hardest part about actually making it happen? Uh, now, kind of funny, or just starting on my own? Well, the whole thing, like, starting on your own, getting getting it rolling, and getting it to a point where you knew what it actually was and how it would work as its own sure. thing. I mean, the hardest thing is uh, the amount of work you put in versus the output you get, you know, what you receive on the other end. Because I was stupid about YouTube, obviously. I, you know, I, I was spoiled coming from IGN, who did not at the time understand YouTube. That's why Tim was so important and why they sent me to you know VidCon. But it was a thing of, oh, man, I have... I forget at the time what I had, like, 30,000 Twitter followers. I'm like, I'll put out this link, and I'll get 15,000 views at least on every episode. You know what I mean? And, like, you're getting, like, 6,000, 9,000 on a good day. And it was like, what is what is wrong? What, why isn't this converting the way I think it is? And, like, that was hard for, you know, as basic as all this was. Like, you know, when we would go film a season of Conversation with Colin, and I would sit down to edit it, that would be an entire day of editing, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? You have to learn on the go, and you're Googling and YouTubing things, and, like, Oriration was the exact same thing of, those episodes would take me two hours, an episode for, you know, this nine-minute video would take two hours to edit, because I gotta figure out how to bring in this graphic, I'm finding other graphics, I'm cutting faces out, and putting them in there, like, there were so many little things you had to figure out, and then you're, you know... I don't know how to crashes exactly exactly and I don't understand how templates work so I'm changing things that are altering old episodes that aren't like processed or rendered it was like oh god and then you get there and you're like I'm in the comments at 6am talking to you know five people which is great and good but it was like it, that was uh, that's always the thing where IGN was very concerned when we initially started uh, or the, when I really started the YouTube channel when it was just game over Greggy because they were afraid it was gonna, everyone was going to want to do it all of a sudden. And then when they started doing that, then people are not thinking as hard or working as hard for IGN. And my thing was, and I think it's true and you can see it still, it was just the fact that when people find out how much work this is and how hard this is, they're not going to do it. You know what I mean? And that was the thing. You saw a whole bunch of people jump in right away and then kind of pull back. And like it's still that point where Destin does it. You know what I mean? Destin's committed to doing it. Naomi does it, but she does it in seasons really short, really quick. Alana was a YouTuber before she came to IGN. She already knows the game. But it's not like you saw... Brian and Damon and all these different people be like, yeah, now we're going to do this. Because, like, no, we, we work really hard at work and then we go home to our wives and <laughs> we're happy. Yeah, you've got to fill those empty holes somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm always filling holes. Okay. Putting in work. Putting in work. And so, if, let's say you were 10 years younger. Sure. You'd be th uh, 23. 23, yeah, yeah, 22. So, you haven't got the following that you had going out of beyond in IGN. Sure, sure. How would you get into what you're doing now in that position? I mean, the same way I got into it, doing it at IGN, and I was just doing it, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to get out there and you have to create and you have to do it. I think the thing that uh, was most important to me getting in at IGN would be the same thing that would be important to anyone getting in now is the fact that, you know, when, in journalism school, what we learned was that, you know, if you're going to work for a local paper, yeah. uh, you're in a community, obviously, you can take national stories and then bring them down and explain to them why they work for your audience. The and regional angle. Yeah. Exactly. And so, 
when I got the video game column and blog at the Columbia Daily Tribune, it was like, all right, cool, NCAA football's out, and I care about that game, but I'm going to bring it down and only talk about the Mizzou coach in it. You know what I mean? Why? Because our coach does not look like the coach in the game. And, like, what does he think about that? And, like, stupid shit like that. But it was a way to centralize it. And so that's the same thing I always tell kids now. I was like, you need to be podcasting. You need to be writing reviews and putting up video reviews and all that stuff. But you need to have an angle on this stuff and understand that the angle is what's more important. Your opinion is what's more important. You putting up a review of Resident Evil 7 is great. You're learning how to review. You're learning how to edit that footage, but no one's coming to you for that review. They want to figure... You have to do something that makes you stand out. Okay. And the way that Kind of Funny has evolved is probably faster than you've imagined it Yeah, just a bit. (laughs) And uh, so I want to know how much of it was what you actually planned to do and how much of it was just, you know, the opportunity came up, you took it, it went well. Sure. Or it, maybe it didn't go well, and it, it, it showed you what you need to do to do it better next time. Like how, mm-hmm. like how much of it is, is what you envisioned? I think we got way ahead. I, I don't. People always ask me in the December before we quit, like when when IGN people knew we were going, mm-hmm. friends and family knew. They're like, they always be like, "Are you scared? Are you worried?" Yeah. And I would always say, "I'm only, I'm only scared of the fact that I'm not scared," because it was one of those things of. We had no idea what was going to happen on January fifth, twenty fifteen, right? And so, all I knew was that we had a, we were good at what we did. You know, we knew how to make videos, we knew how to do podcasts. Like Colin and I knew how to bullshit. Like you know, it's it was Colin always, Colin always talks about it, the fact that, you know, we never talked about what Colin and Greg Live was going to be. It was just like I went in there and cried to myself for two oh you know two days on a weekend of setting everything up and trying to figure out how templates work and try to make all the Twitch shit that we hate work. And like, and it barely did, but you know what I mean? Like that was the only thing that was planned, the show content, we just were gonna figure out as we went. And so, I think you nailed it, you know, it got way bigger, way faster than I think we ever thought it was going to be. I, th- I think leaving, I thought it was going to be a harder road, you know what I mean? Uh, I, we always talk about it, you know, in December there, before we were leaving, Nick had projections of like, if we're doing okay, it looks like this, but we're eating ramen every day. If, it, if it's doing badly, it looks like this. If it's doing great, it looks like this. And we were past looking great that first day. You know what I mean? And then it was like, oh, fuck, like, what can we do with this? And how can we take this? And what can we do? But like, it's the same thing of, you know, when Tim put up Kind of Funny Live 2, and you go back and watch that video, like, I remember the moment being there, but as I was saying yesterday, somebody, Colin and I had this conversation of, uh, our lives every day are extraordinary. And so suddenly the extraordinary becomes the ordinary. And you don't think about the fact that, cool, I'm in Australia right now, and when I come back, I'm going to do this, and I should be getting two fucking games I'm so goddamn excited for this week and that's why I keep checking my email like is the code here is the code here and it's like but that's just that's yeah. just normal life and I'm trying and then Jen's visiting I'm like well how am I going to balance these games with my long distance girlfriend that I'm in love with and, I'm, you know, like, and it's not even like today this guy's like what you, well I need to book you to come to Vancouver I'm like I know but like there's so many different things happening that it's like okay cool you lose the sight of the fact that when you go back and watch Kind of Funny Life 2 it's like holy shit there's no fucking business there, there's no reason for this to look this good and be this crazy and be this thing but like that's what we all bring to the table and the fact that I can't do Colin was right. You know what I mean? That's not a passion I have, but Colin can, and those last few episodes have been fucking fantastic. Uh, I can interview Pete Hines and not have it be a big deal. I can do it two days in a row when one of them corrupts, right? <laughs> Tim can play in Kind of Funny Live, and Nick can say the most atrocious shit and be beloved for it. And it's like, and write the animated series and you know do all the other things, but like we all have these different projects that we come together and... Anytime I look at what Colin's doing or what Tim's doing or what Kevin's doing, I'm like, man, like, I, Colin and I used to always joke around about it. Like, if we just left, man, and by ourselves, she's, we'd still be in the spare bedroom, we'd still be doing janky, Colin and Greg Lye would die every day, we'd still be using fucking XSplit and be like, well, it's good enough. Yeah. It's good enough for us, you know what I mean? Cool. So, 
Coming from traditional journalism and then having to break all those habits that you formed before, I guess you, you know more than anyone how uh, cutting edge the video games industry is sure. in terms of reaching audiences and using uh, Patreon and, and uh, Twitch and all these platforms to reach people. So do you think that traditional media will ever catch up to people or is it just a different audience that's not going to work that way? Because, you know, I come from a journalism background as sure. well, seven years in regional newspapers and it's it's not... It doesn't look good. Like there's there's downsizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no sub editors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you call them sub editors, copy editors. Yeah, copy editors. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it, it it's not promising career path for young people to get into. Sure. So I'm wondering if you think that that those formats of you know old media will adjust. In, in I think you're gonna see a lot more die. I, I I think it goes to being vinyl, where it's like yeah. there is a boutique to this, right? There is a boutique angle, and this is how this exists, and this is why it still exists, and how it's. I always talk about the same thing with IGN, yeah. where I think that in games journalism, right? IGN is going to be around forever, and it's sure. going to be one of those things that it will not be the IGN I grew up with. It will probably won't even be the IGN I really worked with the majority of my career. I think the, what I did at the end there becomes more what IGN is becoming, right? Sure, yeah. But like they're chasing that BuzzFeed, let's get it all, aggregate everything and be the one-stop shop. You go in there, and it's not that they're necessarily, when you read their news, right, it's rare that they're breaking news. It's usually like, these people reported, we read this, this is what we're going, and then they start bringing in that, yeah. I think you'll see that like, what needs to happen is like what's happening with Danny O'Dwyer, where it's like, all right, cool. GameSpot does not want uh, an hour-long documentary broken into two parts about yeah. Doom, right, or Rocket League, yeah. and that makes sense because that's not their audience, that's not IGN's audience. But when you can take personalities, when people can break off and go find their own voice and make their own boutique item, then suddenly Danny is getting three hundred thousand views on each one of these videos because people want that. They just there's also the thing of like this storefront angle, right, like. GameStop might have awesome th exclusives in there, but so many people have a, you know, ugh, I don't like GameStop. They won't go in to ever know that. And yeah. It's the same thing with GameSpot or IGN, where it's like, you can be doing something real cool, but years ago, someone reviewed God Hand and didn't like it, so they're like, fuck IGN, I'll never go back yeah. again. They don't know what's happening on the other side. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, because it was always frustrating me. Like, I did a podcast at work. I don't know how they let us do it, but we did it for 85 episodes. Yeah. And eventually they said, what are you doing spending 45 minutes in a room and then an hour editing? And Yeah. Know, it just doesn't fit with the traditional media yeah. format. So. And that's the thing is like that. And that's where it gets weird is like traditional in quotes. Like, you never know what that means or what that, in like, that you need to adapt and you need to move. But in the way you do it, it's like. If IGN tomorrow was like, we're going to go on Twitch and have a Twitch presence, and they do, don't get me wrong, but I mean, like, we're going to make that a core business angle, we're going to be on Twitch. Yeah. It's one of those, like, cool, but, like, I feel like people tip and donate to us and sub to us because they know that we're five guys trying to make this work, we want to hire an editor, you know what I mean? Like, there's a thing to it, whereas with IGN, it's like, are the, major are the majority of your audience, are they going to get that? By you doing that, you are supporting the team and you know paying salaries, doing all this. Or are they going to be like, oh, it's money hungry corporate IGN, blah blah yeah, blah. You know what I mean? Like all the dick bullshit that people say all the time. Absolutely. Okay, I think we're running out of time. So before we finish, I just want to thank you for leaving IGN because I thought you were crazy at the time. Yeah. You and Colin. You know, yeah, yeah. Not really understanding what was going to happen next. I thought, how could they leave what most people would consider the best job sure. in the yeah. world? Yeah. And. You just proved me wrong in every single way. I didn't criticize you for it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and and that move, that faith that you took in yourself, was one of the things that inspired me to, to write my book. And you know, the kind of funny community was huge in supporting sure. the crowdfunding model that I used to do that. And Colin gave it a shout out, and 
you know, Goldfarb was really good and, and other people. And it's just because of the community you created that I feel like that's happening now. And, yeah. you know, I feel like I've learned so much just from watching the the philosophy that you took and the angle. It's not like I'm doing the same thing you guys did. Sure. It's like it's yeah, completely yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, but that's product. what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Take this idea and make it your own and yeah. do what you need to with it. And the one thing is, like, it wasn't the faith in us. It was the faith in you guys. That was our thing. Where like when we launched that first, con- when we launched the- when we rebrand is kind of funny and do the hundred pence video and launch the first Patreon thing. The plan is not here. We go. We're leaving. The plan was let's do this and see how the audience reacts and you know whatever. And we did it. And the you know we, and we we're like, are they going to give us money? And they know we have great jobs. And you guys give us ten thousand dollars in the first twenty four hours. And that's when we we're like huh, like, there could be a future here. Like, what if we did games one day, blah, blah, blah. And then it was IGN bristling and, like, making us go, well, hold on, we need to have a conversation about this is and, and us being like, well, we're not, we don't want to have that. Con-. And then it, then it was one thing, like, it was like an arms race. It was like, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, where all of a sudden we went from just everything's chill to, like, well, fuck, maybe we are going to go. And what does that look like? And, how did, and then by the time IGN was like, let's try to make a deal here. We were like, no, we thought too much about this. Like, we can go. We can go do this. We, it's a real thing because we believe in you guys, not in ourselves. That's cool. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you, man. Please and uh, thank you for coming to our little country. Over no, here. thank you. Thank Southern you for the interview, but thank you for all the support. It doesn't go unnoticed that I see you tweeting me all the time. Thank you. That's good to know. Thank yeah. you very much. No problem. Beyond. Beyond. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to follow Greg, he is at Game Over Greggy on Twitter and everywhere else. And I am at Jono himself. Until next week, keep putting in work.